to uh, the thing. So we, we finished off uh, Shimon HaTzadik. So here, let's go back to our... Uh, everybody forgot, because it's uh, been two days. Speaking of ADD. Uh, <laughs> back to our picture, okay? Back to our historical picture. And we had Shimon HaTzadik really marking the end of God as we knew him. And the introduction of a world where God was hidden. Now Shimon, now Antigonus, best name in the book, Antigonus Ish Soho, uh, and was a was a Talmud Chaver of Shimon Atzadik. Right, he was a, a Talmud, but he kind of took over for him also when to, uh, he was Nefter, so he was contemporary. And uh, and the next two also Yosei ben Yoezer, and Yosei ben Yochanan, those two you know, the the YBYs. So the YBYs were also Talmud. It says over there that they were Kibbu Mehem. Right, as opposed to the right, the uh, so who's the mayhem? There's only one dude in the previous thing, right? Antigonus was the previous guy, so mayhem was Antigonus and Shemitzadik. They were Talmidim of so all three of these uh, Mishnahs, Gimel, uh, uh, Gimel, Hey, these are all people that learned from Shemitzadik. Okay, these are all uh, Shemitzadik origins sort of uh, people. So the Mefarshim here want to learn uh, the Midrash uh, Shmuel. Uh, wants to learn that these three are, are expansion packs on Shimon Tzadik. Okay, remember we spoke about Shimon Tzadik the other day? And uh, we, 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 we brought them into three things. We spoke about it's trying to create a world with a God again. You do it through Torah one way and Tefillah the other way, and then also making sure to build team building, right? That we can do this as a singular unit. Those were the three uh, steps that's going to be necessary to continue to live in a world with a God and not let the world get divorced. Uh, from the truth altogether, which is, you know, see what kind of job we did. Uh, and so each of these Mishnayas is going to be an expansion pack on one of those ideas, right? Antigonus is going to be an expansion on the Avoda idea. Um, and Yossi ben Yoezer, YBY1, as I call him on my notes, is going to be an expansion on the Torah idea. And YBY2 is going to be an expansion on whatever the other one is. Ah, very good. It's going to be a on that one. Uh, but I did want to ask you, I'm sorry to do this, uh, we, I did leave you with a task uh, days ago that was met with some resistance uh, by a few of you. Had some resistance to this idea of the, the Tefillah Chavrusa thing, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I, you call it Tefillah Buddy. That sounds, that sounds even less exciting than Tefillah Chavrusa. So it, it, did anybody uh, actually uh, implement this thing? Is it actually happening by anyone? Yeah. Good. Oh, good. We got a few. Got a majority. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. Yeah. All right. What? What's happening? Did it work? Is anybody rich? Does anybody get rich? Because that, that's. Well, it's not healed yet, so you better keep going. Yeah. Yeah, the thing was the mic started to change. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. That's getting <laughs> excellent. All right, good. Yeah, team building. Team building, very important. And very hard. We're going to get so when we get to the team building Mishnah, which is going to be, uh, I think, the third one. I think, hey, Yosef Ben Yochanan's the team builder. We'll, uh, we'll discuss more and I'll hopefully make you more uncomfortable. That would be, uh, that'd be nice. The Tefillah thing? So the, 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 the like the, my actual purpose, the stated purpose, <laughs> the stated purpose had to do with this idea that you're not going to 
God consciousness is very much dependent on, on working as a team and being part of a society that's doing it. And, uh, and like this, also, the, the more places the more places you can have be related to Hashem, the, the, the bigger your, your world's going to be. Right? And where, do we, where do we all start? Where's, where's God for us? In our religious lives, right? in our davening, in our learning, in our these things. And then you, uh, and then you go out of the base measures. Right? And you have the other, the, the secular, profane part of your life. Right? With things like uh, lunch and soccer and uh, whatever else you people... Uh, Think about cricket. Still don't get it. Moshe tried yesterday, right? Yesterday he tried to explain it to me again. I've watched it. I've had it explained several times. And I just probably don't get what's happening still. I don't I can't. My brain can't. I think because it's too similar to things that I know. So I keep trying to put the things that I know into what's happening. (laughs) The biggest one, I'm like, wait, so he has a choice? You have choices. Like he can choose to run, right? He doesn't have to run. (laughs) <laughs> what kind of thing is that? It's like no sport like that. Yeah, I don't think so. I'm going to stay put on this one. All right, we don't have choices in America. You hit the ball, you run. Right? Even, if even if you're doomed, you have to run. Even if you know you're doomed, you must run. Right? It's just, there's no... Uh, anyway, it took me a while. I'm, I'm, I'll get it's it. It's because I'll tell you why. Yes, the Americans. Oh, because Americans are lazy, so they wouldn't run if they. If they didn't have to, if yeah. it's a choice, no one's ever running. Also, the Americans want to take the brain out of the sport as they can. Excellent. Yeah, no one to make decisions. Decision making. Wow, it's too much work. Is math involved? Mm-hmm. Excellent. So you have that whole part of your life that has nothing to do with the religious part of your life, right? Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, a lot of the religious part of your life doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the religious part of your life. Right? Yeah. How much of people's learning and other things are also uh, necessarily connected to their relationship with Hashem. Unfortunately, it gets uh, this. So you're going to have to do it. That's the whole point that we're making here is that you have to do it. This is uh, all the... Uh, I was talking about this yesterday also. Yeah, this is like it, it's such a st- seemingly stupid point, but uh, I, I don't know why it's not gotten. This doesn't happen on its own. This thing, this whole thing that we're talking about, this religion... And everything that we're trying to do, it doesn't happen on its own. You do it or it doesn't happen. It's not automatic. And you can sit and learn all day long, and it doesn't happen. Unless you're going to do something about it. Right? I don't know, you guys know many people who are learning yeshiva, and even later, and they're not developed people. Uh, I'm sorry to, to call your attention to that fact. It doesn't look like learning all day develops you, all by itself. Right? There's no question that you can't develop without it. The other way, but there's a, but there's also no question that it doesn't do the job without some more input on your part. There's something you need to be doing, and and what what's crazy is that you guys all uh, you went to high schools where you had some sort of uh, kodesh part of your high school experience, right? Most of you, if not all of you, even I had a Gemara class and I was in <laughs> nowhere land. No one ever explained what we were doing. Why are we having this class? What the heck is the point of this? Why are we getting together and talking about these things? What do you mean? It's uh, it's sheer. You have to have uh, Gemara sheer. Did anyone ever like explain why we're having a Gemara sheer? No, uh, no one cares about this, and it's not preparing us for life in any way. Can we maybe move on to a different? It can have our day be a little shorter, right? And it's a double period where I was. Gemara was a double period, and you had to like. Shouldn't someone at some point have explained what that was meant to be doing? 
And like why we have this class? They don't know. So that's unfortunate. It's two, it's two pieces of unfortunateness. One is that they are products of the same system that, uh, what do you call it? It's already the blind leading the blind at this point. And two, we're very good at just accepting whatever's going on. For sure when you're kids, right? That's, uh, we were talking in the other class about the introduction of the age of and these things. The, the, real, uh, the real most fundamental difference between uh, uh, having a, I won't use the, the, what do you call it, terms for it, but consciousness in the sense that we're capable of and not is your ability to question the reality that you're in. Okay? Let's uh, explore just for a second. I know we're off topic, but uh, dreams. Okay? You guys ever, we've all had dreams. Dreams are crazy, right? Weird things happen in dreams. Weird, nonsensical things. Okay? You're in a, in a room and you open the door and now you're on a boat. And, uh, and the thing in the dream is that you're fine with it. Okay? I'm in somebody's house and we're having a thing and then I, I'm trying to find the kitchen. And of course, you know you're not going to find it if you're trying to find something in the dream. And you open the door and now I'm in a forest. Right? And my only thought in the dream was, how the heck am I going to find my way back to the thing now? Right? Not like, how is there a forest where the kitchen's supposed to be? But like, now I'm never going to find the kitchen. Right? I was totally on board that we're in a forest now, though. Okay? But that's dreams. And that's the way. You know, how do you know you're not dreaming? How do you know this is not? I'll tell you how I know, because I can question my reality now. And in dreams, you just accept everything. Right? No matter how bizarre it gets. And when you start not accepting things, you tend to wake up. Right? When you start realizing, hey, this doesn't make sense, this is a dream, most times you're going to, there are people who could do lucid dreaming, but it's a rare, uh, it's a rare talent. Okay? It's a rare, it's a, you do, it, let's not do that one yet. Okay? Because that's very disturbing conversation. <laughs> We're in happy fun times still. Let's stay, uh, let's stay uh, upbeat. Okay? So when, you're, when I'm awake, I can question the reality. Right? So in theory, in, as, a, as a dreamer, think about it. I'm a, I'm a 16-year-old kid. For the most part, I don't want to tell you what my brain spends 90% of its time thinking about. Okay? That's what goes on. And now we're all going to get together, and we're going to sit down in a room with these ancient books in a different language, and we're going to talk about cows. Right? And not, we're not even really going to learn about cows in any sort of way that relates to the cows that I know and love. But we're going to talk about cows interacting in ways that I've never seen or will see, and not even for that sake, but because of some system of law that I'm unfamiliar with and will never interact with. And we're going to do it for hours, for the whole year. We're going to do, <laughs> having, trying to have very complex thoughts about these things that have nothing to do with my life and never will. And we're all on board. Okay, which is, that's just Gemara class. That's fine. We'll take tests. Like, so, so uh, unfortunately, as kids, you're basically asleep. Um, when you're, uh, you're in dream, you're not connected to those parts of self. You're not connected to that. Uh, it's really what they call the neshama. You're not connected to that yet. So you're just uh, like a dreamer. You just kind of accept. Right? Kids accept whatever they're given. But if you, if you, what would you tell the kids? Would you tell them anything? Are they able to accept anything? Like uh, okay, first of all, there's no, there's no question. That, first of all, there's no question that we have the answers to these questions. Okay, and secondly, the idea of your, your, uh, the difficulty you would have in translating those understandings to children, okay, so work on it. Figure it out. You're going to force the kids to do these activities. So again, we do make kids do things that they don't understand because it's good for them, for sure. But at a certain point, that needs to switch. So we're all to blame a little bit for the fact that this happens. Okay, the fact that it's not part of the curriculum is one problem, but the fact that we're not challenging the curriculum is another problem. 
and you can you can you can uh, you can be malamed schus. We can be malamed schus on ourselves that we're kids and those things. But at a certain point, you're not a kid anymore. Right? And now, if you're not understanding, understanding what's going on, so now that's on you. So ask somebody. Like, well, they didn't have any classes about that. Okay. So go have some. Yeah. So have one. <laughs> Make them give you one. <laughs> so at some point, you gotta wake up and uh, try to understand what's going on. Why? Was that connected to anything? Probably not. Oh, good. The tefillah thing. Coming in both Yeah, reality. Yeah, something. Who knows? So I listen to the recording and to figure out how the heck we got there. And input to oh, good. Yeah, so there's no... Uh, <laughs> I think it really connects ultimately back to the ADD conversation from the beginning of the show. Um, I think everything does. <laughs> everything what? Connects <laughs> You know that joke with the two the old people with Alzheimer's? There's two old people with, uh, with Alzheimer's and they, they go to the doctor. The doctor's like, listen, you guys should start writing things down because you're uh, getting older. They're like, okay, it's a good idea. So they go home and the, uh, the wife asks the husband, she's like, you know, George, can, I, uh, can you get me some ice cream? He's like, sure. So you get to go to the kitchen. She's like, maybe you should write this down. He's like, nah, He's like, I can remember ice cream. So she's like, okay, but I want whipped cream also. He's like, I got it. Ice cream, she's like, write it down. Nah, ice cream, whipped cream on top, I'm good. And she keeps upping the order. She's like, I'd also like a cherry on there. If you could, you want some sprinkles. He's like, I got this. Ice cream, whipped cream, cherry, sprinkles. I'm on it, honey. So he goes in the kitchen, half hour. Okay, nothing happens. Finally, she gets up to go find him, and he's got this whole plate of, like, bacon and eggs. And she's like, George, where's my toast? <laughs> good. Figure one out. The other one is the guy goes to the doctor. The doctor's like, listen, I got a lot of very bad news. He's <laughs> like, first of all, you have cancer. And he's devastated. George, poor George, he's devastated. He's like, what? I can't. What, you have more? What, you have more bad news? He's like, you, you also have Alzheimer's. He's like, at least I don't have cancer. <laughs> That's it. I'm done. I'm done with Alzheimer's jokes. All right, that one's for my mom. My mom, my mom, my mom told me that joke. Like the whale thing. That's one. It's so unexpected. Shut up, man. You're drunk. That one. It's a good one also. Excellent. So, what I'm pointing out is this whole thing of, of, of wanting to, to, to be conscious. And I said, it doesn't happen on its own, and there is no magic machine that makes it happen. It's the one thing you can't put automatic. No one's going to do it for you, and it's not going to happen by itself while you're busy doing something else. You have to make a choice that that's where I want to live. Right? If you're into the God thing, and you want to have a, 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 you're a religious person, you want to engage the Torah in those things, you're going to have to do it. At some point, you're going to have to manually, that's the point we're making, right? It used to be that God basically just forced himself down your throat, right? You had, you had nevuah and people just telling you literally what God said, and you had God doing miracles and stuff. It was, uh, God didn't, it wasn't a lot of, uh, wasn't a lot of uh, choice about it, right? You just could shift to a Zara, it was like the only way out. But for us, you don't have to do anything. It has to be done manually. So at a certain point, it was. You're asking me about the, the Tzvilah thing, so I'm talking about it. If, if part of our thing is... is if part of understanding is that we're not going to be able to do this on our own, you're not going to build a team without some kind of effort on your part. You're not going to start thinking about other people's lives and having them matter unless you make a choice to do that. It's not natural. Naturally, we care about us. Right? So you have to make that choice. And for sure, when you're talking about relating to the world as a, as a, as a creation and as a, the fact that this is something that it's a, there's, we have a creator that's doing this in a story, 
there's somebody else, you're going to have to do that. Right? And so recognizing that also his story is also a story Hashem's writing, and also his story and his story. Right? That's how your world gets uh, bigger. Right? You don't end up, you don't end up with a personal God. That's a very small God. Right? And highly inaccurate. Right? Get into other people's worlds. So there's a lot of things. That was my, I think it was the stated purpose of the thing. But there's always more going on. Anything that gets the South Africans to share is always a good idea. South Africans sharing <laughs> with other people, even with each other, that's nice. Something personal. Something personal. I hope none of you had the other one pray for your cricket team. Okay? <laughs> I said nothing personal and intimate, but a little more. I'm hoping for a little more than the, than the whatever your name of your local cricket team, cricket team is. Good. So, number one, first dude is Antigonus Ishsoho. And he is going to be, we're just going to leave with the kashas over here. He's going to be the spokesperson for Avoda, which we linked to Tefillah last time. Okay? And here's what he has to say. You guys are all familiar with this uh, Mishnah. If you're not, you will be now. Hu haya omer. Don't be like slaves serving their master in order to get a reward. But you should instead be like slaves who are serving the master, not on condition to get a pras, right? A payment. And the fear of the heavens shall be upon you. All right? So... First of all, the, the, the Torah is full of ideas of Shkar Onash. Right? Hashem is very clear in many places that there's a reward for our actions, and the Torah doesn't seem to have any problem with telling you about it. Right? But I'm not allowed to think about it. What does that even mean? Right? Don't, don't, uh, don't, uh, why not? That was my first time asking. Right? How did you know there's any issue with that? The Torah seems okay with it. Right? And this whole idea of the, the, and uh, this shift of it, you have a vadim, we're slaves, but we're mishamshamin, uh, we're, we're, uh, we're slaves, but it didn't say ovdim, it's a lot of word problems over here. The fact that he doubles up his language and says it positive and negative. And what's this last clause? And let the fear, maybe that's how he ended sentences always. And let the fear of heaven be upon thee. Right? That's just maybe how he said goodbye and ended all his years. Right? Everyone would chant it together. And let the fear of heaven be upon you. That was very, what does that have to do with anything? Okay? How is that connected to it? So I'll just tell you, because we're out of time, I'll tell you the, the, the most novel interpretation that we're obviously not going to go with was, uh, I think it's from a Ritva, I think. Uh, oh no, here from Rav uh, Yitzchak Cairo. Whoever that is. He said... Um, he said, it, 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 don't, don't, it, don't be serving Hashem so that things are going to work out for you. Right? Don't worry about your thing. You worry about your job. And uh, they're going to worry about you in Shemaim. Meaning not you should fear heaven, but heaven's going to be worried. Heaven will be anxious about you. Right? Heaven's anxiety is going to be Alechem. It's going to be on you. They're going to fear for you, ultimately. So it's very spinny. Right? But I enjoyed it because it's, uh, you know, no one ever heard that shot. Right? You worry about your job and let go of what it is that's happening and we're going to worry about reward and punishment and all that stuff. And Shemaim will worry about you. Okay? Shemaim's uh, fears will be aleichem, will be on you. Right? They'll get scared for you and take care of you. That's his uh, twisty... Right? Nobody ever heard that version. Okay? So it's, not, it, it's clearly not chop, but it's a nice chop. 
even though it's clearly not shot. Okay, so we're going to try to get him. We want to make sure we, we relate to it still in this, uh, along with this theme that we've been doing. Okay, these three Mishnayas are packaged with the previous one. All right, so we'll uh, make sure everybody comes back on Sunday. Yeah. We're going to bring out Shem Shunafal Hirsch. He's going to make an appearance, a special guest appearance on Sunday's share. We'll bring him back from the dead. To, uh, and we have an answer for Zevi's question. Awesome. What? I said, Mr. Daniels, Charlie, Mr. Daniels, Mr. Yakamai.